Hey everybody, welcome to No Bones About Wrestling. I'm your host, Asa, and I'm here with Kay Fabulous. Hey! And this is your AEW Dynamite Report. Let's get right to it. This is the uh, last Dynamite before Forbidden Door on Sunday. And they announced more matches going into this Dynamite. We only had four matches announced for the pay-per-view. Very poor build for this pay-per-view. Can I ask you a question about lingo, wrestling lingo? Yeah. Why is the show before a pay-per-view called the Go Home Show? Because to me, that should be what the show after the pay-per-view is called. Because you're, like, going back to normal. So do you know, like, what the, what the, where that came from? Huh. I don't. But we'll look it up. Okay. I'm trying to think what it could mean. I don't want to sit here on the podcast and think. Yeah. I'm not sure okay. why it's called that. Yeah, it's an odd phrase. Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. Honestly. Yeah, I was just curious. But that's what it's called. Yeah, no, no. I'm sure I've heard it before. I've just I've forgotten. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure. Well, there's something to look up. People with your googling, I'm sure you maybe you're already looking it up if you care. Yeah, just one of those phrases we kind of use and don't think about mm-hmm. really. The go home show. Yeah, I'm not sure why. Yeah. Not sure why. Uh, we open right up with some wrestling. The Hardys versus the Guns. Yeah. The Hardys are undefeated as a team in AEW. That gives that little fact. Uh, Jeff Hardy hit his dropping jawbreaker on Colton. Matt hit the side effect on Austin. Hit a twist of fate on Austin as well. Uh, Austin covered Matt with his feet on the ropes. Got a two count there with this cheating. Uh, Jeff Hardy DDT'd uh, both guns at one point. And he also low blow, gave a low blow leg drop to both. Try saying that three times fast. Uh, That low blow leg drop that he does. Low blow double leg drop. That was one. (laughs) Low blow, double leg drop, low blow, double leg drop, low blow, double (laughs) leg drop. Uh, The end came when Switchblade Jay White and Juice Juice Robinson showed up. Jay White shoved Jeff off the top rope just as he was getting ready to perform a swanton bomb. The guns hit 310 to Yuma, their tag team finisher, and pinned Jeff. The Guns break the Hardys' undefeated record in AEW with the help of Bullet Club Gold. Good match. I gave this one three and a half bones out of five. Good action here. Kay, what do you have to say about this opening tag team contest? Well, I think it was a great way to kick off an awesome episode of Dynamite. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this episode was all over the place, but in in a good way. Yeah. yeah. In a good way. Um. I like both of these tag teams a lot. I don't know if it was a new entrance, but the Guns entrance was fun. They do this, like, spitting water thing, kind of like Triple H does, but they do it when they're, like, doing, like, finger guns. And so it's like they're shooting, like, in the, with the spray. It was very cool. I liked it. <laughs> it made me very happy. Um, I see. Uh, my first note is that I love the Hardys. Um, I thought Jeff looked good. Uh he had a yeah. few iffy spots in the last match I saw him in, but this one seemed like 
it was totally solid and kicking ass. Uh, so mm-hmm. that was good to yeah. see. Um, so it seems like whatever ring rust may have been there has come off. So that's nice. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought there was good tag work by the Hardys, of course. Oh, yeah. uh, great heel work by the guns with the feet on the ropes. And at one point, one of them distracted the ref while the other one was hitting the legal man illegally. Um, and then double leg drop. Uh, low blow, <laughs> whatever you called it. Um, on like, the guns. Low I, blow, I, leg drop. I enjoy that. I don't really like it when wrestlers do moves on two opponents at the same time but i felt like this one was like the only time i've ever seen it like believably believable work. Yeah. yeah um it's not ridiculous like like a what you're saying is you don't want to say someone suplex two minutes that wrong. was exactly what i was about to say yeah, yeah i don't want to see that shit yeah um so. even like a neck breaker like i don't care for that either even you know uh, yeah i don't like saying it it's just the believability is exactly isn't there. it takes you out of the match because you're like, oh, fucking bullshit. You know, yeah. it, it totally distracts you from everything mm-hmm. in the match. Because you're like, man, that's fucking stupid. Yeah. That's me, at least. And you haven't gotten there yet. But my, all the rest of my notes are about what happens after the match with, like, a million people showing up. So, yeah. So, after the match, uh, the bu- uh, Bullet Club Gold and the Guns start beating up the Hardys. Uh, let me see if I can read my own handwriting. <laughs> um, may I tell you who comes out next? No, no, I can read it. I can read They beat up the Hardys. Ricky Starks runs down to help the Hardys. And then World Tag Team Champions FTR run down to help out the Hardys. And the faces are still getting beat. Well, at that point, they're running out to help Ricky Starks because the Hardys have rolled out of the ring. Because everyone, once Ricky came in, everyone turned their focus to him. So then Ricky was getting a shit kicked out of him by, like, four other guys. Right, right. And then FTR came out to pretty much help Ricky mm-hmm. kind of at that point, yeah. Um, the heels were still beating up the faces. They're beating up Starks, beating up Harwood and Wheeler. And well, they were still outnumbered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we needed one more guy to come and save the day. And then it's Chicago, so who comes out? CM Punk runs down. And clears house, and the fans love it, and it was pretty awesome. I loved it. Yeah, I loved it. it was, I'm, a, I'm a punk fan. He's cool. I, I enjoy it. I enjoy his act. He's a dick, but in a good way. I don't know about all that. Yeah. We don't get into it here. <laughs> uh, but he runs down and clears house. Uh, punk makes a challenge uh, for an eight-man tag team match. For collision on Saturday, which he referred to it as next Saturday, but he meant Saturday he meant coming. Saturday, yeah. yeah. So he, the teams CM Punk, Ricky Starks, and FTR versus Bullet Club Gold and the Guns. That's the challenge he lays down. So we'll see if it gets made official. Do you think that the Guns are eventually going to join Bullet Club Gold, or they're just being friends with them? I feel like they, I feel like they will join. I feel like they will. Because Bullet, Bullet Club, Club Gold, Gold needs more needs members. More yeah, members. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I mean, Jay White has been, everything he's done since he's been there, great. Top level. Mm-hmm. That guy's going to be a big deal for them going forward, I think. Yeah. A lot of people think that. I mean, now he's getting booked in tag team matches, which uh, is pissing a lot of people off. 
but whatever. I see a lot, like, this past, like, week or two, mainly this this past week, I've seen a lot of Juice Robinson fans on oh, yeah, Twitter. Yeah. Uh, like, more Juice Robinson fans than I've seen Jay White fans. Yeah. Well, he, and that's another one. He always delivers. If he's in a match, yeah. he's going to be intense. If he gives a promo, he's... It's the best. He's intense, it's so and it's going to be funny. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, those two, Bull Club Gold, have been really solid since yeah. they've brought it here in AEW. Mm-hmm. And they need some more members to, to just make them a more imposing faction. Mm-hmm. Or to make them a faction in the first yeah. place. Yeah. They need, like, four more guys, I would say, at least. Make it six six guys. Or even three, yeah. Yeah. Make it five guys. But they need more members, for sure, yeah. But whom? Well, the guns, so there's two right there. What about... What about CM Punk? No, what is wrong with you? No, why? Well, one, he's fighting against them. Yeah. Two, he doesn't need to be... If if he is going to be part of a faction, he needs to be the person that starts that faction and be the head of the faction. Not be someone that joins some other group's club. Yeah, I don't think he would either. I really wish they had saved a straight-edge society for AEW and not used it in WWE. Because I feel like they could have done so much more with it in AEW than they did in WWE. Mm -hmm. That shit was hot. Well, and we're getting this, uh, this, this, kind of got a faction started. CM Punk, Ricky Starks, FTR. That's a good looking team right there. I don't know if it's a faction. Well, uh, in my mind, they got started. So that's a good looking team right there. What I was about to say before you interrupted me is, do you think these four are going to stick together over on collision and i have another question too okay but no is my first answer you don't think they're gonna stick together no. over on collision no i think that'd be awesome if punk starks and ftr together that'd think, be that'd be great pull starks out and put yeah. Danhausen in his place and then i'm good punk Danhausen, and ftr why not have Danhausen too when he comes back five guys punk starks Danhausen, and ftr that'd be an awesome stable well, I know that FTR, Punk, and Danhausen are all friends. Yeah, so why so, not Starks too? Because I don't know if he's friends with them. I like the idea of all the friends being in a stable together. Who gives a fuck if they're friends? I'm just, okay. He's a good wrestler. Oh, yeah. I like the friends idea. Yeah, I think that would be a cool Brody stable. Brody King, also friends with them. You could put Brody King in. No, he belongs. He's at where yeah, he belongs. Yeah, he is where he, he belongs, I agree. World Trio's champion. I just don't like, I don't think Ricky Starks needs to be in a group. He's like, I I would agree, but I think you for most groups. But if in that one, I think he would be it. It would be a legendary all time team. But he would I get think. outshined by all of the other three members. Not just, I don't think so. I think that their acts are so different. Those mm-hmm. guys that they would shine in different ways. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I think that would be great. Uh-oh. I mean, I don't think it would be bad. I just don't think Starks belongs in a faction. So this is more this is more of an observation than a question. Okay. Uh, oh, it's a question, too. So Sam Punk, he shows up, and after all this, he gets on the mic and, and says, lays down the challenge, and he says, 
I'm a collision guy anyway. I'm not even supposed to be here. Which is the first thing we've heard about a brand split in AEW. That's the first thing anybody said about collision and dynamite not being the same thing. So I didn't take it as that. I took it as him saying he wasn't scheduled on the card. As in, I wasn't supposed to be here. Like, I wasn't scheduled to be here. No, no, he said, I'm a collision guy. I'm Mm -hmm. not even supposed to be here. Implying, yeah, yeah, that he is Mm -hmm. on collision and collision alone. Mm -hmm. Not dynamite. Yeah. So wait, what are you saying? Why is that a big deal? It's a big deal because it's the first time anyone in AEW has said anything about a brand split. Well, Tony Khan seems a little confused about whether there's a brand split or not. Um, Mm -hmm. And an interview that he did on Barstool Wrestling uh, with Brandon Walker, he said, I'm going to feature certain talent on certain shows, but I haven't drawn any hard lines or locked us into any kind of split of a roster. I think people are going to be featured on certain shows, but I also think it gives us a great opportunity to showcase certain wrestlers on both Dynamite and Collision at certain times and certain stories that can cross the shows. And then he goes on to say, like, the champions can be on both shows uh, and whatnot. So basically he's saying... It sounds like he's saying some people are going to be on certain shows. Read the first part of it again. I'm going to feature certain rest, certain talent on certain shows. Okay, but stop. No, Here, it's okay, yeah. I'm going to feature certain talent on certain shows. Yes, which makes it sound like there's a brand split. So, so for some guys, certain talent. Yes, there's a brand there's split. There's a brand yes. split. And then the rest of his sentence is, but I haven't drawn any hard lines or locked us into any kind of split of a roster, to which I think he is referring to the remaining wrestlers on the roster, right. so, not those that are are getting split. So for certain talent, there's a brand split. So like CM Punk himself said, yeah. I'm a collision guy. Mm-hmm. And my yeah. voice just cracked there. Did you hear that? I, I did not. A minute, a minute ago? No. Uh, CM Punk said... <laughs> uh, CM Punk said... I'm a collision guy. So he was on Dynamite this week, even though he's a, quote, collision guy. Mm-hmm. So he's one of these certain talent who are on certain shows. And I think it's safe to safe to say the certain talent who are on certain shows, the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, and Hangman Adam Page are on Dynamite. Yeah. FTR, they're the world tag team champions. So for now, they're going to have to be on both shows, mm-hmm. even though they're Punk's buddies. Yeah. Uh, seems like for right now, Samoa Joe, Andrade, Miro, Miro, Powerhouse Hobbs. These are Scorpio Sky. Scorpio Sky. These are Rampage guys. No, Collision guys. What is uh, Collision guys? Excuse yeah. me. Yeah. I think you could also probably put Thunder Rosa. Thunder Rosa and, and, and is a collision, collision gal. gal. Yeah. So. Yeah. Which makes me think that Britt Baker is probably going to be a dynamite exclusive person. I think we're going a little far with that. I wouldn't say that. I said probably. I didn't I wouldn't say, say definitely. That. So for certain, so read it one more time. Okay. So he says, I am going to feature certain talent certain. on certain shows. Okay. 
but I haven't drawn any hard lines or locked us into any kind of split of the roster, which he is doing what I have been saying WWE should do. Cause oh, the they have WWE already done does it. Is stupid. WWE has already done away with yeah, it. But if you watch Raw, there were uh, several SmackDown guys on it this week. So, okay, well, we don't, it's have, gone. We don't have to keep talking about yeah, WWE. I, I have questions for you off air about Dominic Mysterio, of course. Yeah. Um, and what this means for him. But we don't have to talk about that right now. Yeah, that's over. I mean, it's already over. What, it lasts like a month? Not even a Not month? Not even. Not even. Mm. Well, good. Because it was stupid. Yeah. Brand splits are stupid. All you're doing is locking yourself into not being able to tell fluid stories. Yeah. So, so again, for certain people, there's a brand split. There's a For certain people, there's a soft brand split. So CM Punk, when needed, i.e., when Dynamite's in Chicago, yeah. he'll be <laughs> on Dynamite. Yeah. Like we just saw. But usually he's a collision guy. So I would assume while they're in Canada, he's going to be on collision. He's not going to be on dynamite. Mm-hmm. And, and we know that on the pay-per-views, Everybody, all, all, all oh, bets yeah. are off. Everyone yeah. can be on it. Right, right. Okay. It's nice that we're getting some questions answered, you know. Finally, Finally yeah. Finally, yeah. Well, the the big question really to be answered can everyone get along we'll see at the pay-per-view when everyone will be in the the same vicinity of one another well they were in the same vicinity tonight because during the elites backstage video tonight you mean wednesday well yeah i'm sorry well yes i'm talking about wednesday so wednesday they were all in the same place together because the elites package said video package said live on it yeah so they were in the building recording that I'm assuming, unless they were live from some other building. Yeah. Um, so unless they made them, like, stay in the stairwell the whole night. <laughs> um, I'm assuming that they, they, can handle, the they, can, they can handle being in the same vicinity. Yeah. Okay, well, there's one night down of being in the same vicinity without mm-hmm. murdering each other. Yeah. I do want to share one thing, and we, we haven't talked about the brawl at all. On our show, the brawl out between mm-hmm. CM Punk and the Bucks and Hangman and Omega, I mean. Mm-hmm. And that's been purposeful because we weren't there. Who knows what happened? The people who were involved aren't talking about it. Everyone's heard about it. It's been beaten to death. Yeah. Beaten a dead horse. So I'm not going to retrace any steps that have been traced already. But something I did read this week that throws a new kink in it is, you know, CM Punk and... What's his girlfriend's name? AJ Lee? I believe that's her name. I don't know. He he dates some pro wrestler. Yeah, yeah, she's a pro wrestler. AJ Lee. I believe is her name. I think that's his wife. Okay. Supposedly, uh, their dog, Larry, is that his yeah, name? Yeah, Larry. Got kicked during the incident. And I tell you, if somebody kicked my dog... Wait, so his wife said that the dog got kicked? Correct. Yeah. Oh, I would I would fucking kill someone. Yes, I would kill someone. I would be in jail. Yeah. Or not caught. One of those two things. <laughs> I would be not caught or in jail. Oh, I'm glad we don't know who kicked them because that would make me hate that person. Yeah. Anyone that kicks a dog. I hope that's not true. I hope it was accidental if it is true. Yeah. 
but supposedly someone got kicked. Now, it's different if the dog was going for them. No. That's a different thing. If that, the dog's going for you, you've you got to kick that it. Dog? That dog is like the size of a sack of flour. Dogs, dog bite can do damage to you, though. I understand that. But if you can pick up the dog and hold it in your hands so that its head is facing away from you, even if it's flailing, that dog is small enough where, like, I feel like I could hold it in control. Not wild. No, not wild. Dog's going wild. No, you can't. As someone who's just been bitten by a cat in the last 24 hours. <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you, when an animal wants to bite you, it's gonna bite they're you. gonna fucking bite you, yeah. yeah. And whatever you think you're gonna mm. do isn't yeah. going to work, no. Mm. So if there were a dog coming at me, I would, and I love animals more than any anyone on earth, I tell you that, I would kick a dog if it were coming at me, yeah. Like to attack you. If it were coming to attack me, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I would kick the shit out of a dog, yeah. I was just clarifying for listeners that you're not saying, like, if a dog approached you, you would kick it. No, yeah. yeah. If, if, we're, if it were coming yeah. to attack me, yeah. yes, yeah. I would kick the shit out of it, yeah. So, who knows what happened, but that's a new wrinkle. I had not heard that story, so we'll we'll stop talking about it. We'll leave it there. I just want it. That's just one new thing I heard about it. All right. You want to move on? Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, such a big wrinkle. You just wrinkled my brain with it. Yeah. So up next was the concession stand brawl uh, between Jeff Jarrett and uh, and he was accompanied by well he wasn't accompanied by his posse, um, but he has a posse of course. You know he's he's in that group with all the the freaks. You know, uh, <laughs> Sanjay Dutt and. Jay Lethal and his crazy wife and Satnam Singh, the eight foot tall Indian man. Uh, anyways, and there and Jeff Jarrett was fighting Mark Briscoe. So very early on, they, well, they start in the concession stand, but they're not there for very long, are they? No, that is my number one complaint about this match. Which I'll I'll talk about my thoughts after you go. Not there, almost not there for long enough to call it a concession stand brawl, but. They're there, and they're they're in the popcorn, and there's popcorn flying around, and they're getting thrown about. And very early on in the match, uh, they're in the concourse of the arena. Mark Briscoe sets up a table against a column there, and he throws Jeff Jarrett through the table. I mean, Jeff Jarrett's a 53, I think, 53-year-old man, 53, 54-year-old man going through a damn table there. Uh, Briscoe gets a trash can, beats Jeff Jarrett with a trash can, they're throwing hot dog wieners at each other, uh, and then a concession. You have to say hot dog wieners. Can't you just say hot dogs? Wieners. No, it's a hot dog is a complete thing. The wieners. Oh, with the bun. The wieners are the little frankfurters. I say I'm gonna buy hot dogs today. I'm not, I don't say I'm gonna go to the grocery store and buy hot dog wieners. Wieners. The wieners. I, I don't. I feel like hot that's dogs include a wiener and a bun. It's a wiener on its own and a bun on its own. You put them together, that makes a hot dog. Uh, So they're throwing wieners at each other. (laughs) And a concession worker comes up and sprays uh, Mark Briscoe with the ketchup or hot sauce or something. And it turns out they unmask and it's Karen Jarrett, of course. Uh, So a couple minutes later, Mark Briscoe sets Jeff Jarrett on on a table... Um, he climbs a ladder and someone comes up behind him and it's Sanjay Dutt. He scales the ladder. 
Uh, Jeff Jarrett gets off the table. They push Mark Briscoe off the ladder. He falls through the table. And then they're fighting. They go into the stands where a fan attacks Mark Briscoe. But the fan turns out to be Jay Lethal. Uh, so they, they fight. They go down into the ring. Uh, Jay Lethal, and now they're all beating up on Mark Briscoe. He's getting his ass kicked. Jay Lethal goes for a ringside table. Everybody clears out, but there's one guy, and I'm thinking, you know, what the fuck is this guy doing? He's mm-hmm. just sitting there. He keeps sitting there. He won't move, and it turns out it's Papa Briscoe. He's at that the table. That was a good surprise. Yeah. Uh, Papa stands up, grabs Jay Lethal, choke slams Jay Lethal through the table. It was a good choke slam. Mm-hmm. Uh, Singh comes out. He did not hide. You can't hide a eight-foot-tall man, or whatever he is, seven-foot-four, whatever he is. Uh, He comes out, and finally some faces start to come out and try to save Mark Briscoe. Christopher Daniels comes out. Uh, Best friends come out. Um, The Lucha Brothers. The Lucha Brothers come out. Penta L0M superkicks Jeff Jarrett. Mark Briscoe rolls him up in a schoolboy pin for the one, two, three. Mark Briscoe wins the match. Uh, very overbooked match, but in a in a very fun way. A lot of stuff going on. Uh, I give it three and a half bones out of five. Fun match. I know a lot of people were hating on it, but it was, it was a fun match. Um, there was a lot of silliness going on, of course, but uh, I I enjoyed it. Kay, what do you have to say about this one? The concession stand brawl. I was not one of the people hating on it out loud. But I was hating on it a little bit in my mind. Um, you can't really call it a concession stand brawl. Yeah. Okay, concession stand brawl implies they're going to brawl in the concession throughout the fight. They ended the fight in the ring. Like, why is the ring even part of this, like, part of this equation? You know? Yeah. I, I think the, um, who was it? It was Roderick Strong and Jericho, right, that had that concession stand it wasn't called that, but it but it falls count anywhere. Yeah, match. but it moved to the concession stand, and that was like a million times more of a concession stand brawl than this match was. You know, they had like the soft serve ice cream and like the nachos and like shit was flying everywhere. They were both like covered in food. I mean, that's what I expected this to be at like the minimum, because that wasn't a concession stand brawl, and this was. But they were they weren't even there for like a quarter of the match. Yeah. Um I hear you. so it was a good match. It was an entertaining match. So you wanted more food wanted, to be wasted, is what you're saying. No, I don't care if they waste the food. I want it to be in the concession stand area. Like you can use straws, you can like when Jeff Hardy did like that flip off the ladder in that one match in the concession stand area, like where he like climbed on the wall like a spider monkey. I mean like there's so much you can do in that area, and it's so cool to have, like, all the fans crowding around you and all the security guys, like, trying to block them out. I just feel like it's such a good dynamic that if you're advertising that that's the dynamic this match is going to have, it should have it throughout the entire match. You know? Yeah. Like, I mean, they didn't say it was a false count anywhere, but when you say it's a concession stand brawl, implying that match is going to happen in the concession stand area... I think it's assumed that the pinfall's not going to happen in the ring, but in this case, it turned out to happen in the ring. So, uh, 
Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what, why they made that choice, but I feel like it was not the right choice to make. Yeah. I hear you. I mean, I hear your complaints. I definitely expected a match that happened that happened 100% out of the ring. Mm-hmm. I definitely expected that when you call something a concession stand brawl. Um, so, I, I can expect you're a little let down, or I can understand you're a little let down, but that's okay. What this uh, Briscoe versus the the freaks, we'll call them, <laughs> the weirdos. And they are weird. Didn't you see them when they went to the farm? They're weirdos, you know? Yeah, they are weirdos. I, I agree with you on that. Um, is this the, was this the blow-off match? Is this over? Or is it not? Is it still going? We've had a match. We've had Papa Briscoe and a, <laughs> yeah. a referee in a match. We've had a concession stand brawl. Is it still going or is it is it over? I think it's over on AW. Because of that all the fact that all the guys that came out are Ring of Honor guys are guys that are frequently on Ring of Honor, you know, to help Mark Briscoe and yeah. Mark Briscoe is is a Ring of Honor guy too, you know. I mean, I feel yeah. like there's there's stuff that might continue on Ring of Honor. Yeah. Especially with Jeff Jarrett saying before the match that if he loses the match, he's going to be done with AEW. Yeah. On, that on, that made me think Ring of Honor might be where, where he's heading. Yeah, that's something that got yeah, that got swept under the rug. I, for, I forget where he said it, but I saw it. He said it. Jeff Jarrett said He said it on some social media platform. Yeah, he? he said if he loses, he's out of AEW. He's done with AEW. And he lost. And so it just got swept under the rug that he said that because he's not... Uh, He's he's staying with AEW. I think mm-hmm. I even saw Tony Khan make some statement to that effect. Like, yeah, he's staying with AEW. He's not going anywhere. Uh, so that's lame. I mean, I'm glad he's staying with AEW. I love Jeff Jarrett. That's uh, a lame thing to say. Uh, but yeah, it's a, it's lame that he said it and didn't s- stick up to it. Is what I'm yeah. saying. I, I hate I hate that when stipulations aren't followed. I mean, it's wrestling, so it's going to happen. It happens. But I hate it. <laughs> well, it's just unnecessary, too. Like, this match was already kind of a big deal without him needing to say that. Like, he didn't need to make it a bigger deal. Yeah. Um, so, like, save that for matches where you don't have a lot going on, you know? Yeah. To give it some drama. This match already was full of drama. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, I wonder what we'll see next out of this rivalry. Who, who at this point, who knows? Yeah. Who knows? They've been to the farm. They've had Aubrey Edwards wrestle. Aubrey Edwards, isn't that her name? Yeah. Aubrey Edwards wrestle. They've had a concession stand brawl. I feel like it's not over. I feel like this rivalry is over with the fans. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it's not over. I just, I don't know. So I feel like it's going to keep going. I don't know what else they can do with it. Like, what 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 is left? Well, there's always... The time-honored tradition of the steel cage match. Because here we have the face prevail, even though the heels, you know, ran in. But see, here's the thing. Mark Briscoe, you know, wants to wants to beat, you know, these guys. So, is he, how many people is he feuding with, though? Is he focused on Jeff Jarrett? Does he want to get at Jay Lethal, too? 
That's the question, you know? Well, that's why, I, like, I wasn't, I was surprised when Jay Lethal came out and, like, attacked him, you yeah. know? Like, I yeah. was, yeah. Because I thought that it was, like, the feud was, was, everyone, Jeff, everyone, was Jeff and Mark. Right. You know? But, like, Mark and, and Jay were were friends, you know? Yeah. Um, so, I was a little surprised by that. Uh so I don't I don't I don't know. Um Like I said, there's the time honor tradition of a steel cage match, but That's too serious for it, this feud. Is it? Yeah, it is. It's like <laughs> they're they're smashing guitars over each other's head and visiting each other on the farm. <laughs> you know, they're having concession stand brawls. I mean like you don't go from that to a steel cage match where it's like serious you know this is fun yeah okay yeah i'm not sure where they go for here or where the storyline is headed or how it's ever gonna end yeah <laughs> i don't know it's been wild i don't know it's been I, a wild i like one. that they're getting ring of honor stuff involved in it though like mm-hmm. I guess by Ring of Honor stuff, I'm mainly talking about Christopher Daniels. But, I mean, this, this is a feud that's been brewing on, on both uh, brands. And mm-hmm. so, I think it's pretty cool that they're crossing stuff over. Because mm-hmm. I think that's something they should do a little more frequently. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. For sure. Yeah. I mean, they they own, not to get on a tangent, but, I mean, they own Ring of Honor. And they barely advertise it i mean what are, what are they doing yeah no it's, and i mean it's claudio, my, my number one pet peeve with AEW. And claudio castagnoli is the the goddamn ring of honor world champion he doesn't even wear the the ring of honor belt when he comes out on he doesn't a, even carry AEW. it with him not even wearing it but like he doesn't bring it yeah and it's just uh i mean they say they put the little when he comes out they put mm-hmm. on his uh his little Ta- well, I forget it? what that's called. Yeah. A Chiron? Is that what it's called? What the fuck are you saying? A Chiron? I think that might be what it's called. That sounds Cryon like some spacecraft making up. The, the thing that comes up when the people uh, <laughs> enter. Yeah. The text that comes up when people enter. They say mm-hmm. a uh, Ring of Honor world champion, but he doesn't come out with the belt. Um, yeah. I, I don't know why they don't publicize ring of honor more talk about it more they don't have to make it a big deal just a little so talk about it a little bit you know and now i know they do once in a while i'm not not saying they never do but i'm I'm just saying they hardly ever do yeah they almost never they almost never do and 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 prior to the them announcing the new ring of honor pay-per-view date yeah they hadn't mentioned them in like months true true yeah it's it's something, yeah. They need to to rectify. Well, Athena's going to be in the women's tournament, which is cool because she's in the Owen Hart tournament. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's a that's a neat uh, little little baby crossover. Yeah, but yeah, they need to to do more with Ring of Honor because it's uh, they put some great wrestling on Ring of Honor. Holy cow! If you if you want to see some great wrestling. Ring of Honor is definitely worth your $10 a month. That shit might be worth $10 a week. No joke. Uh, they put on some, with the with the rare exception, they put on some great shows. 
with Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. Almost weekly, there's a great show. Uh, uh, Tony Khan has done a great job with Ring of Honor. He really has. Yeah. Some very interesting matchups and interesting characters coming across Ring of Honor. It's my favorite. Let's get back to AEW, though. Okay. Uh, up next, uh, we had the Blackpool Combat Club, Don Callis and Konosuke Takeshita, a promo with John Moxley talking. And Moxley challenges the elite to a match. He says, let's do Moxley, Ring of Honor World Champion, Claudio Castagnoli, Wheeler Yuta, Shota Umino, and Konosuke Takeshita versus the Elite. So, which would be Hangman Adam Page and the Young Bucks, because Omega already has a match at the pay-per-view. So, that's five on three. Uh, So, the Elite would need two more men to make it a a fair fight. Can Uh, I ask a question here? For Moxley's challenge, yeah. So, the way that Moxley like, ran down the list of who's going to be in this fight. Does that mean Takeshita's not in the BCC? I feel like, correct. Okay. He and Don Callis are their own thing. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because I had been counting him as a member. I'm glad you asked. But this made me think it wasn't. You asked that on, uh, God, it was someone's podcast or something. Don Callis said... He is looking to start the Don Callis family, kind of reminiscent of the the Heenan family in the WWF in the 80s, where he is going to manage multiple wrestlers. He said in the past, you know, with like with Kenny Omega, where he just had one, he said, obviously it didn't work. Look, it blew up in his face. It broke his heart. And so now he's not going to have just Takeshita. He's going to have multiple wrestlers. And we'll get to that a little later also. Okay. Uh, but he he said he said that right out. So look for Don Callis to be making some moves here hmm. in AEW uh, very soon. I like when managers get to play a role. Oh yeah, like I love it. I love it. It's good to see them heading into doing that more. You know. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And Don Callis is great. I mean, oh. he's been great at that. He's been in. ECW, he's been in WWF as a manager. He was Cyrus in uh, Cyrus in ECW. He was Jackal in WWF slash WWE. He's been a manager for quite a while and very good at being a pompous jackass, you know. I didn't know any of that except for the pompous jackass part. Yeah, I mean, we're talking, you know... We're talking 25 years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, but He went by Jackal? Jackal. <laughs> Isn't that weird? <laughs> he had long hair. Long, flowing long hair. Long brown hair. And it was a Jackal. That's funny. Yeah. Um, okay, so also on this, uh, on the Blackpool Combat Club promo, Brian Danielson tells Okada he's an amateur. And that he, if he doesn't come out to meet him in the ring tonight, he's also a coward. So the Blackpool Combat Club throwing down some challenges here. Up next, we have a trios match. A darn good one. Chris Jericho, Sammy Guevara uh, of the Jericho Appreciation Society, teaming up with Minoru Suzuki 
and they're taking on Action Andretti, Darius Martin, and A.R. Fox. Uh, Suzuki and Darius Martin, uh, they are out here striking the shit out of each other. They, they start off with some stiff chops, and then they go to these forearm-slash-elbow shots where Suzuki just nails Martin with a couple of them. And the, yeah, it looks like he's going to knock his head off. Yeah, this, the, they were either very stiff shots or Suzuki is just that good. And I'm not. I'm honestly not sure which, mm-hmm. but they looked great. Yeah. I mean, Suzuki, it looked like Suzuki was going to knock his head off. Yeah. yeah. Um. Sammy Guevara did a delayed suplex on Ar Fox, which you know that those are a little silly. You know, if you if you do it for three seconds, four seconds, it's fine, but if you go much longer than that. You know, it's like why doesn't the guy just wiggle his legs and come back mm, down? You yeah. know, it's it's a it's a stupid move. It Let's is, be honest. Yeah, you know, you. the delayed suplex. It's an impressive move, but it's stupid. Uh, Action Andretti comes in and he takes the fight to Chris Jericho. Uh, Andretti hits a tope suicida on Sammy Guevara, on on the outside. Comes back in the ring to whoop on Jericho some more. Uh, Sammy Guevara gets tagged in. He hits a double cutter on Action Andretti and Darius Martin. Uh, A.R. Fox gets tagged in. He hits a, a gainer on Sammy Guevara and actually hits his partner, Darius Martin, on the outside. But a, it was a, yeah, like I said, a gainer. It was like he was doing a, a swimming dive, A.R. Fox. He's, he's always impressive. Uh, Action Andretti back in. Hits a running shooting star press on Chris Jericho. That is how he beat him the one time he beat Jericho. He gets a two count. Minoru Suzuki tagged in. Gets AR Fox locked in. The gotch style pile driver. That looks brutal. Yeah, it does. Uh, Suzuki hits it. Uh, Darius Martin in. He, get, he jumps off the top rope. Chris Jericho catches his legs. He puts Martin in the Lion Tamer. Martin taps out. Jericho, Guevara, and Suzuki get the win. Great match. Four and a half bones out of five. Terrific match. Kay, what do you have to say about this one? Well, first of all, this week was so good that I couldn't pick one match of the night, so I had a tie, and this is one of the matches that tied for match of the night with me. Um, First of all... Beyond being impressed with the wrestling, I'm impressed at how much of that match you got written down. Yeah. Because at one point, I wrote down, too much going on to write. Yeah, um, it, was, it was fast-paced. It was, it was fast-paced. and like match. Action was happening all over the place. It wasn't just, like, two guys going at it in the ring. Like, there was stuff happening everywhere. Yeah. Um, and not in, like, a bad, like, mess kind of way, but in, in, a, in a really positive way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, guys but, were hitting their, hitting their marks and yeah. hitting their spots. It was great. Yeah, I think you hit on everything that I wrote down notes on, except there was a good Spanish fly by Sammy at one point. But my other notes were about the forearms looking like they were murdering each other, um, and then the delayed suplex being too too delayed. Gotcha. But great match. I loved it. AW was on fire tonight. Oh, yeah. Or yeah. this night. Oh, yeah. Uh, so Jericho and Guevara, they're playing up the whole... 
you know, is Guevara going to stay in the Jericho Appreciation Society, or is he, you know, uh, too big for his britches now, you know? What do you think? So I think Sammy definitely needs to leave the JAS, but only because I think he's not a heel anymore, and so he doesn't need to be in a heel faction as someone who is very much a babyface, in my opinion, at this point. You know, I think... I mean, he was definitely a heel for a very long time. Uh, yeah, but, fans but that are... feud, that four-way feud they had going with MJF with the four pillars, I think that really turned the tide. And I think All Access has really helped with that also, getting to see him as a, as a human person. Um, yeah. And so, plus like with the announcement of, of them having a baby, you know, I mean, I just think they've baby-faced him, and so it's it makes zero sense for him to be in the JAS at this point. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, but I think Jericho's going to have to turn on him. Like, he can't turn on Jericho to be a face, you right. know? Right, yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, so they got to figure out something. I'm sure Jericho will figure something out. He's got a big brain. Yeah, but we're right. Yeah, Sammy, they, like you said, the, the all-access show... Really made you like Sammy. If you watched that show and didn't like Sammy Guevara after it, I don't know. You need to search within yourself, and <laughs> there's something wrong with you. <laughs> I mean, because the guy was just so likable, you know? Yeah. It was very likable, very mm-hmm. easy to connect to. And yeah. The guy goes from being a fucking sandwich maker to being in the second biggest pro wrestling company in, in America. I mean, shit, you know, you got to... You gotta root for root the guy, for him, yeah. you know? Yeah. And he's getting to do it with the woman he loves, and it's it's just a beautiful story. And all, they travel around, around with their cats, yeah. and it's so cute. Yeah, it's just a beautiful story. Yeah. And if you... I don't know how people can hate that. I don't, I don't know. Plus, he's so good in the ring. I never got the hate for him in the first place. I mean, I know you were supposed to hate him because he was a heel, but yeah. I just never did. Because uh, he's so good in the ring. Like, I can't hate that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, like you said, I think Jericho and the JAS will have to, like, beat him out, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And who knows, will that lead to a Jericho-Guevara feud? I don't know. Jericho has this feud kind of bubbling with Sting right now, so Guevara might have to be a little bit down the line. I'm s- still, I'm predicting we're going to see Jericho versus Sting at Wembley. Yeah, that's accurate. I feel that coming mm-hmm. uh, I feel it might be Sting's retirement match everybody is talking at Wembley as a possible retirement date for Sting uh, but whether whether it is or not I feel like Jericho versus Sting is coming at Wembley yeah definitely that'll, that'll be a big one mm, that'll be awesome yeah that, I mean that's what I feel I, that just I mean just seems like custom made for a big I mean uh, for a big uh, a big show um I mean, they're two of the oldest guys, but whether you like it or not, they are the two biggest stars on the roster. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you can't argue with me on that fact. They are the two biggest stars on the roster. Don't look like that. You yeah, you go yeah, yeah. and you stop ten people on the street and you ask, who's Kenny Omega? They're not going to know who the fuck you're talking CM about. Punk? CM Punk would be like third, probably. Third, maybe. 
I know who CM more Punk was before know, I know who Jericho was. More people know who Chris Jericho is than CM Punk, though. Yeah. He's just been around longer mm-hmm. and, and through more generations of fans mm-hmm. yeah. than CM Punk. Same for Sting. He's just been Sting's been around since the damn 80s. I knew who Sting was, and, and I didn't watch wrestling. Like, growing up, like, I knew that, like, when someone said professional wrestler, in my head, like, Sting's face is what I pictured. I mean, yeah. I mean, they're two of the best ever. And to have them in in their older age, I mean, Jericho's, I'm not sure how old he is. He's pushing 50. He's got to be close. I'm not sure how old he is exactly. But, and Sting is 62, 63, I think. Uh, and he can still go. Uh, Sting can, definitely. I mean, he's not like his old self, obviously, but he can still go in the ring. So to see them go at it, that would be pretty cool. And I think they could put something together that would work well for both of them. It would be very interesting to see that match. Uh, I would love to see that at Wembley. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so Jericho versus Guevara looks like maybe that's coming up to mm-hmm. coming up down the road. Or maybe they just beat him out of the, you know, like like you get beaten out of a gang. I mean, yeah. you know. Well, do you uh, want to talk about what happened after the match? Yeah, so after the match, uh, Renee Paquette, she asks Jericho what it was like to share the ring with Sting, which happened last week. Mm -hmm. And this is in the ring that she's interviewing him. Right. And uh, because last week they had a showdown, each man put a baseball bat up to the other one's throat in in a threatening manner. And Jericho talks about Sting a little bit, and he ends up calling Sting a whore. Says that Sting <laughs> goes wherever the money is. Uh, oh, that was pretty funny. Which I mean, the thing I think is true for many of us in life. That's how business works, you know. That's what I do anyway. You go where the money is. Shit. I mean, what am I working for? Anyways, um, they calls him a whore, and Jericho, Guevara, and Suzuki challenge Sting. Darby Allen and another partner for a trios match at Forbidden Door. Sting and Darby Allen come out. Uh, Darby says about about their partner, uh, they accept. And Darby says about their partner, Jericho has made enemies in many places, and will reveal who our partner is on Collision on Saturday. Mm-hmm. So I will tell you already, it's been heavily rumored at this point, that Goldberg is the third man on their team. Goldberg and Jericho famously did not get along behind the scenes together. Um, oh, like they really didn't get along. Yeah. Like, oh. in storyline, and then also really did not get along. I believe they got into, I believe Jericho threw a punch at him at one point. What is up with wrestlers? Well, they're all like, you know, ego ego-driven alpha males and a lot of them are on steroids so yeah so they punch each other yeah i just as an adult like or I a lot of them excuse me a lot of them used to be on steroids yeah. back in the day yeah. i just can't imagine i'm not saying like anything about scenario. jericho i'm not saying anything about jericho or goldberg i just want to be clear about that i just when she said what about wrestlers i'm talking about why do we hear these stories about the past, mm-hmm. why do we hear all these crazy stories about wrestlers? I'm saying steroids are part of that. I'm not saying anything about Jericho or Goldberg, so please don't we take it that it. way. We get it. Okay, I'm just saying. <laughs> I just want to be clear. 
I just don't, I just don't, I can't imagine a scenario other than someone hurting my dog where I would, like, want to hurt someone physically yeah. out of anger, yeah. you know? It's, it's weird that that's a thing that happens so often in wrestling. But anyway, um, so is that, so everyone's saying Goldberg, what do you think? Not everyone. A lot of people are saying Goldberg. Well, here's the thing. You know, Darby Allen says Jericho's made enemies many places. So Jericho um, has wrestled in Canada. He's wrestled in Germany. He's wrestled in Japan. Uh, Mexico. wrestled in Mexico. Wrestled in WCW. He wrestled in ECW. He wrestled in the WWF. He wrestled when it was WWE. He has now wrestled in AEW. Uh, so... It so could he's be, got a lot of enemies. Yeah, so, I mean, it could be any fucking body. Mm-hmm. Really. Um, so, I, I don't know. I mean, I really... I Who don't would know. you want it to be? If you got to pick. Well, when they said... Out of people who are still living. Rob Van Dam. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's who I want it to be. But see, I don't know if they were, if they were in the same company at the same time mm-hmm. at all. Yeah. But if I could just pick a wrestler and be like, mm-hmm. who's going to be in the match? Yeah, yeah, fucking Rob Van Dam. Yeah. Yeah. Sting, Darby Allen, and Rob Van Dam versus <laughs> Minoru Suzuki, Suzuki, Chris Jericho, and uh, uh, Sammy? Sammy Guevara. Yeah, that sounds good. Okay, well, what, okay, so you don't know that they had a feud, though. So what about someone that you know Jericho has feuded with in the past? Who who would you pick out of that, that lot? Who who is not working for another company? Who is not? Who working, is actually available? Who is not working for WWE? Uh, I might go for Juventud Guerrero. Okay. Uh, who we saw, and who is still working. We saw him in AEW. And one of the uh, trials of 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 MJF, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I might go for Hoovy. Um, I'm trying to think what other I Laparco. Uh, oh wait. Did LaParka, is he dead? He might be dead. Um, you you keep naming wrestlers, I'll Google. Um, Malenko is ill. He has some illness. Because I would say Dean Malenko. LaParka's dead. God damn it. Yeah, I thought LaParka's dead. That's sad. I don't know. I guess Hoovy. Because the first name that came to mind was Rey Mysterio Jr., but he obviously is in WWE. Wait, doesn't Dean Malenko work for Ring of Honor? He works for AEW, yeah. I believe. He's all, yeah. and, and Ring of Honor, uh, yeah. yeah. So he's a, he's a possibility, I guess. He has some illness. Oh, oh, yeah. oh okay. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure what, but he has some... It might be... I don't want to say what it is without knowing yeah, for sure. Yeah, but yeah. He, he has some illness mm-hmm. that, that he, he can't wrestle. No. But yeah, uh, if it's Goldberg, I tell you what, a lot. I saw a poll, <laughs> and I took it, and it was you know uh, online, and it was. If it's Goldberg, what do you think? It was like great, good, uh, no or hell no, and it was about half and half. If you if you combine the great and good, and you combine the no and hell no, it was uh, about okay. half and half. Well, it was which one was winning though?
Like, was it a positive one or a negative one that was out? Uh, I don't remember. They were so close. Yeah, I don't uh, remember. What did you say? I said great. Mm-hmm. And Goldberg, the star of Santa's Sleigh. Yeah, that movie's awesome. Yeah, if you have not seen this movie, let me get let me get on a, another topic for just one second. A topic that we might do an entire podcast, John, yeah. at some point. Wrestling movies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wrestlers in movies, I should say. There's this movie. It's a Christmas horror film. It's called Santa's Sleigh. The premise of the film is that Santa is not a great guy. Santa's a bad guy. In fact, Santa's the worst guy. He's a murderous guy. He comes from the North Pole with his badass reindeer, and he comes to murder people. So when Santa comes, you better fucking run, because he's going to get you. And Santa in this movie, Santa's Sleigh, S-L-A-Y, S-L-A-Y yeah. right, is played by Bill Goldberg. And he's awesome. And he is awesome in it. Yeah. And this movie is awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a horror comedy. Yeah. Uh, it, is, it is meant to be fun and silly. And it is. And it's delightful. And it's delightful. It's fantastic. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that's all. I don't want to spoil much of it, but go go seek it out. If you've not seen it, Santa's Sleigh. And maybe it'll change your mind about Goldberg, because I tell you, when I hear Goldberg, the first thing I think of is his entrance. The second thing I think of now is this movie, Santa's Sleigh. That is the first thing I think of, is Santa's Sleigh. And probably the third thing I think of is him beating Hollywood Hogan. July 6, 98, at the Georgia Dome. Jackhammering Hogan. You knew the date, the location, and the move? It was such a big match. It was, I mean, it's one of the, it was one of the biggest matches in WCW history, yeah. I believe I'm right on the date, yeah. July 6, 98, Georgia Dome. Goldberg jackhammers Hollywood Hogan, pins him clean in the middle of the ring, unites the United States and WCW world titles, continues his unbeaten streak. Big shit for WCW. Hmm. Uh... But WCW started fucking around with his character and started losing the ratings war. Uh, if they had just kept Goldberg going, who knows what might have happened. But a lot of the wrestlers, I think, got jealous of him because he hadn't paid his dues, this and that and the other. They got jealous of how much attention he had gotten. Mm-hmm. But when you're hot, you're hot. You got to go with it, you know. And Goldberg was hot. People loved him. He was the shit. Just come in, demolish people the most part just demolish people in in a minute two minutes go on your way he was a monster with a badass entrance yeah he was he was on fire in 98 for wcw everybody was behind goldberg but but yes so yes i have i have the i have the the date memorized yeah it was burned in my brain yeah that was a big match there aren't many times you'll see hulk hogan get pinned cleanly so I yes I remember the dates. Uh, the only dates I remember about anything in my entire life is like people's birthdays and my anniversary, and those are like the only dates that fit in my brain. That and the date of the Gettysburg Address being given. Uh, but other than that, for some reason, um, yeah, dates don't stay in my head. Yeah, Hogan's one of my favorites all time. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and just like I said, it's such a rarity that he gets beat cleanly. That some of those dates I have in there, yeah, in my brain for sure. Like well, April first, ninety. I think mm-hmm. that's the date. I could be wrong on this mm-hmm. one. Actually, I say it's in there. I think April first, ninety. Ultimate Warrior 
uh, at Sky Dome in Canada. He lost, and Ultimate Warrior unified the Intercontinental and mm-hmm. WWF world title. There's another date for you. Well, November 19th, 1863, <laughs> it, President Abraham Lincoln gave a 2-minute and 12-second speech known as the Gettysburg Address. You're welcome, America. I see. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Where were we? Um, we oh, just did the Jericho We're talking about thing. the, the yeah. Jericho. Okay, so yeah. Who knows if Goldberg slash Santa will be the guest. Uh, people go watch Santa slay. All right, next uh, we find out what the fuck a blind eliminator tournament is. Because they've been saying for a week, you know, we have the blind eliminator tag team tournament coming up. They haven't told us what that is. So it turns out what it is, is it's like Battle Bowl. If you don't remember Battle Bowl, what that is, is it's something WCW used to do. Uh, for, for several years, they did it at Starcade. Uh, in 1993, it got its own pay-per-view. So what they would do is they would take all the wrestlers' names and they would draw, at quote-unquote, at random. So it was booked, obviously. It was not at random. But they would draw at random, and they would pick out a name. And then they would pick out another t- a name, and that's your tag team. And they would pick out another name, and then pick out another name. And those are the opponents. So you'd end up with teams like Mortal Enemies. So you'd end up with a team like Cactus Jack and Big Van Vader, who were Mortal Enemies feuding. Or, you know, like I said, you'd end up with like a a face and a heel together. Things like that. Um, You know, and and the question would be, can they get along and those, those kind of things. Or, or you might end up with two faces and make a super team, or two heels who are just two jerks and can't get along with each other. All these different combinations, making for a pretty fun show, and these dynamics that you usually don't get to see in wrestling. It was pretty entertaining stuff. So the way Battle Bowl worked, though, was they'd have all these blind draw tag team matches, and the winners of the matches all got into a battle royal. And the winner of the Battle Royal got a big Battle Bowl ring. Uh, so that was that. And that was cool. And I wish they would bring it back, WWE. But So that's how this tag team tournament works, except there's no Battle Royal. They're, they're just blindly drawing the teams for a number one contender Battle Royal, which is kind of odd, but that's what they're doing. Um, so Tony Schiavone and RJ City are there. And Shivani draws one name, and he goes, oh. And he draws a second name, and he goes, oh. And then that's it. They don't tell us the, the names. And so uh, we cut to the elite. And Kenny Omega talks a bit. And he's talking about, you know, the Blackpool Combat Club and how they think they're tough and the elite are going to beat them. And uh, they're saying, you know, uh, they got a team for Sunday in this five-on-five match, they got to add two men. And one man they're adding is Eddie Kingston. So we got the Young Bucks, Hangman Adam Page, and Eddie Kingston versus uh, Moxley, uh, Castagnoli, uh, Utah, Takeshita, and Shota Umino, or Umino. I'm not sure how it's pronounced. Um, 
and Kingston says that he's choosing team member number five. And he says it's a guy who he trusts more than he trusts the elite. So I don't know why Eddie Kingston has to be so disagreeable all the time. I don't know. It gets old. But I Doesn't like it? him. You no. like him? I like him. Shit gets old. I can see him not liking the elite. Like, I can see that as a real thing that's happening. I can see everyone not liking Eddie Kingston because he, he acts so pissy all the time. He's just so negative. Such a negative energy. It's not good. Yeah, but he's someone that, like, you know, if, like, someone, like, jumps you, like, he's got your back. Yeah. yeah, that's probably true. Yeah. Anyways, so Adam Cole comes out, and he says MJF gave him one of the toughest matches of his career last week. They, of course, uh, had that, uh, what was it called? The Eliminator, Eliminator, Eliminator yeah. match. This is a new segment, by the way. This is not part of the Eddie Kingston segment. Right, thank yeah. you. Yeah. yeah, new segment. Adam Cole comes out and says MJF gave him one of the toughest matches of his career last week. They had an eliminator match. That, that of course, is where if Cole beats the champion, MJF, he earns a world title shot. Uh, he did not beat him. It ended in a 30-minute time limit draw. Uh, so Cole tells MJF to come out and talk about his rematch. And believe it or not, MJF actually comes out. And he denies Cole a rematch. He says that if the bell hadn't rung, he would have had Cole beat. Even though Cole clearly had MJF beaten. Uh, Tony Schiavone interrupts them, and he announces that the first tag team in the Blind Eliminator number one contender tournament uh, is MJF and Adam Cole. So that should be interesting. In my head, I like to think that Tony Schiavone didn't have permission or someone telling him to make this announcement but he dislikes MJF so much that he wanted to see him squirm, so he decided on his own to make this announcement. That's kind of how it came off on TV. Yeah, I liked it. That's kind of how it came off. Uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi appears on the big screen and cuts a translated promo. uh, And Adam Cole gets the crowd to chant coward at MJF. And finally, MJF accepts Tanahashi's challenge, officially, even though this match had already been listed as official. Uh, So whatever. So now it's official, MJF defending the world title against Hiroshi Tanahashi Sunday at Forbidden Door. Well, that's because Tony Khan approved the match and said the match was going to happen, but MJF's response to it was no. So it had been an official match, but this was was MJF admitting that, like, okay, I'll be at the match. Right, right. So we'll see how that goes. So Tanahashi got the world title shot last year at Forbidden Door, lost, uh, lost it, lost the match, that is, and we'll see this year if he can win the world title, getting another shot at it. Why are you making that face at me? He is not winning the fucking world title. Oh, we'll see. Uh, so we get, uh, next up, we get brackets, wonderful brackets. <laughs> for the I love a bracket for the Owen Hart Cup 
tournament. Uh, let's do the women's first, ladies yeah. first. Um, oh wait, there there was one more thing in the in the MJF uh, segment with Adam Cole. Um, they're saying you know that he and he and Adam Cole are going to be tag team partners. MJF t- to Tony Schiavone, he says, "You want me to wrestle every week? What are you, some kind of pervert?" <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. Uh, all right, so the Owen Hart Cup Women's Tournament. Uh, on Rampage this week, we've got Anna J A S versus Sky Blue. On Collision, we've got Nyla Rose, former Women's Champion. Versus New Japan Strong Champion, Willow Nightingale. Uh, On the pre-show to Forbidden Door, we've got Ring of Honor World Women's Champion, Athena, facing off against Billy Starks, who is, how old is she? 18 18 years old? she just graduated high school. Lord. She took photos in the ring in her graduation robe. Hmm. Uh, and the last bracket is on Dynamite next week. Uh, the uh, last year's winner of the Owen Hart Cup, Dr. Britt Baker. DMD. DMD. Versus Ruby Soho of the Outcasts. So pretty pretty cool bracket. Uh, who do you see winning this, Kay? Winning the whole thing? Yeah. Maybe Britt Baker again. Yeah. Um, I'd say Britt Baker or Willow uh, are my two that I'm. Well, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Britt Baker. Britt Baker has made it very clear that she does not want to be in the championship picture for AEW. So I feel like this is a nice way for her to get a belt that means something, but also isn't putting her at the head of the company. You know. Sky Blue has been getting a big push. I wouldn't be surprised. Don't if, even say that. I wouldn't be surprised if she wins it. You're not supposed to put things like that out into the universe, Asa. I could see Sky Blue. I would rather see almost any of. Actually, I think I would rather see all, all of them win over her. Not Anna JS, actually. I could see Sky Blue winning. I could see I could see several of them winning. Yeah, me too. I mean, it's close. I think like, this match is way harder to predict than the men's. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, like, I don't think Anna J.A.S. is winning. No. I don't think Billy Starks is I don't winning. Either, yeah. I could see any of the other six winning. Mm-hmm. I, I really could. Who's Willow's opponent? Nyla Rose. I don't think she's going to win. She hasn't been on TV enough. Yeah, I don't see her way. winning, but she could. Yeah. So, I would put her six most likely mm-hmm. to win. Yeah. Um, so, who do you think is going to win the whole thing? If I had to bet, I yeah. would probably say Britt Baker. Yeah. Yeah, that's I think I two in a row. Yeah. Um, all right, so let's look at the men's Owen, uh, Owen Hart Cup tournament. We've got, uh, we've got one match. Kicking off Forbidden Door Sunday. And this is weird. They they announced this match with no fanfare at all. Mm-hmm. CM Punk versus Satoshi Kojima. Or Kojima. I'm not sure. Uh, on Collision. Roderick Strong versus Ring of Honor 
world television champion Samoa Joe. Also on collision, Dustin Rhodes, the natural, versus Powerhouse Hobbs. And also on collision, Juice Robinson of Bullet Club Gold versus Ricky Starks, his arch rival. So, yeah, it, it's weird that they, they give CM Punk, you know, their, one of their biggest draws, they give CM Punk this a pay-per-view match, but they, like, make no big deal about it whatsoever. It's barely, mm-hmm. you know, they're like, okay, here's the match. They make no big deal about CM Punk having this big return to pay-per-view for them, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, that's because there's no build-up or story to it. So I think they want to treat it the same way as any other uh, contender for the Owen Hart belt. Yeah, this this pay-per-view is going to be amazing, yeah. but the build-up to it has been terrible. Yeah, it's been lackluster. Piss poor. Yeah. So who do you see winning the men's Owen Hart Cup tournament? CM Punk. Yeah, I think CM Punk for sure. Yeah. Second? Hobbs. Yeah, me too. I think I see CM Punk versus Hobbs in the final. But see, here's the thing. Punk, when he returned, already beat Hobbs. You don't see them giving Hobbs a win back over Punk? When he returned the first time. Oh, oh. I was like, yeah. I, I don't think he wrestled him already. No. Uh, I, um, no. No. I see CM Punk versus Hobbs in the final. I could see I could see CM Punk versus Juice Robinson in the final though too. But I Oh, because he's been feuding with Well, they should just starting feuding with, yeah. with them. Bullet Club. I, there's so many names of factions that I I got them mixed up in my I almost called them Blackpool Combat Club, but it's Bullet Club Gold. Mm-hmm. But you definitely you definitely see CM Punk winning it. I mean it's yeah. hard to it's hard to pick against him. Right now, mm. that that you figure Tony Khan's gonna give CM Punk some momentum right out of the gate. Yeah, but both fields look pretty cool. So who are you cheering for in the men's field? CM Punk. CM Punk. What about you? Probably CM Punk or Dustin Rhodes. Dustin Rhodes has less than no chance. <laughs> CM Punk or Dustin Rhodes. So probably CM Punk. So who are you cheering for in the women's field? Um, probably Willow. Really? Willow or Athena. I'm going, I'm not sure who I'm going for. Honestly. Or Britt Baker or Ruby Soho or Billy Starks. (laughs) You pick one. I can't. I like them all. I don't like them all, but I like most of them. Pick one. Ugh, just one? Pick one, or you're not getting to pick any. Okay, I pick Willow. Willow, you're going for? Yeah. I am going for... Dang, it is hard, isn't it? Yeah. Ah, it's tough. Because they have, like, good women in it, but, yeah. not, but not my favorite women. I'm going so. for... Ruby Soho. So you think they're gonna put a belt on another outcast? No, I'm not. I'm not saying she's winning. Oh, oh you're just you're just. No, I predicted Britt Baker. Yeah, I'm just oh, okay. cheering for Ruby Soho. Oh, okay, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, the tournaments look good. Can't wait to get them started. Uh, we're gonna uh, do a, a special YouTube video with with some brackets. So look out for those. Uh, wait, am I making the brackets? Do I need to make brackets? 
Or they made the brackets. We can just use theirs. Well, we may do a YouTube video. Oh, okay. We'll see. Okay. We'll see. We <laughs> back, may not. Backing out of that pretty quickly. Yeah, backing out of that. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like a lot of work. <laughs> um, We're very dedicated. Well, we are very we dedicated. Are. <laughs> we do a lot of work for these. But that's a lot. I mean, geez, that's, man. I just realized how I would want to do it, and it seems like a pain in the ass. Okay. Okay, so up next, we have a tag team match. We have AEW International Champion Orange Cassidy teaming up with Ring of Honor Pure Champion Katsuyori Shibata, and they take on Daniel Garcia of the Jericho Appreciation Society and his partner, New Japan Television Champion Zack Sabre Jr. Uh, this was a good one. Daniel Garcia pulls Orange Cassidy down when he does the, the rope walking spot, you know, when, like the Undertaker used to do, going old school, when a wrestler grabs the other wrestler's hand and is walking on the ropes to come and jump down on him. You know, you always wonder, you could either push or pull. Don't just stand there holding his hand and staring at him. That's so fucking dumb. But so Garcia thankfully pulls him down. Garcia then spins around several times uh, atop Orange Cassidy and slaps the back of his head just to show him that he got the better of him. Garcia then gets up and dances. Oddly. No, no, no. He dances so violently that he rips the crotch of his pants out. True. Uh, Shibata and Saber get tagged in and they put on some nice chain wrestling. These two are fantastic together uh i would love to see those two one-on-one they should call it water wrestling <laughs> instead of chain wrestling why is that because it just flows it's so fluid you uh, know i see because like chain seems like clunky kind of and this is not clunky this is like smooth and silky and like like mesmerizing it it Truly was mesmerizing. My voice cracked hey, again. Voice is cracking <clears throat> I don't know what's going on. Um, They're getting emotional with the fluidness with which they were wrestling. They were. They looked great. Yeah. Uh, Orange Cassidy gets tagged in. He mocks Garcia's dancing. As he should. Uh, Zack Saber, some some chain wrestling with Orange Cassidy. Again, looks great. Uh, he stands up and wrenches Cassidy's neck. Saber has this spot where he kind of stands with his feet on either side of a wrestler's neck and spins to where it looks like he wrenches their neck. It's awesome and looks super painful. Uh, Saber has a nice European uppercut on Orange Cassidy on the outside of the ring. Uh, Saber Jr. gets Orange Cassidy in a uh, choke slash inverted surfboard hold. I've never seen that before. Um, and he's like choking him with with like Orange Cassidy's own arms. Right, yeah. Which is neat and interesting. Yeah, he grabs Cassidy's arms and it's, right, it's choking Cassidy, he's choking him with his own arms and has him in on the ground in the inverted surfboard. Uh, Cassidy and Shibata both do the Orange Cassidy kicks on Daniel Garcia. Cassidy hits a tope suicida on Sabre Jr. onto the outside. Uh, Cassidy, back in the ring, hits an around-the-world DDT on Sabre Jr. Uh, 
Cassidy goes for the orange punch on on Shibata, ex, or excuse me, goes for the orange punch punch on Garcia, accidentally hits Shibata. Garcia pins Shibata for the win. Great match, four and a half bones out of five. This was the match of the night, no doubt. Terrific. Yeah. This is the one that tied the other match for me. Um, I'm going to ask you what you thought of this. And I just want to say one thing. After this match, they did announce another match for Forbidden Door. Uh, a fatal four-way for the AEW International Championship. Orange Cassidy defending his belt against Katsuyori Shibata, Zack Sabre Jr., and Daniel Garcia. So a four-way between the four men in this tag match. Cannot wait. May steal the show. Uh, in a in a mat in a card full of matches that may steal the show. So we'll see. So Kay, what did you what did you think of this match? Before I tell you that, I have a comment about the four-way that's going to be at Forbidden Door. Mm-hmm. Doesn't Garcia seem like the odd man out in this? As far as like caliber of well, wrestler. Don't, no, he's a former pure champion. Don't count out his ability. I'm not counting out his ability. I'm saying his ability level, while good, is not on the level of like Zack Sabre Jr., Shibata, and Orange Cassidy. Like he is the weak link in that chain. I think he might surprise you. So I'm going to say no. I don't think he's the odd man out. Hmm. No. Interesting. Um, so with this match, uh, I thought the spinning, um, by Garcia was super weird. I didn't know if he was trying to like incorporate other styles of dancing because when he spun on top of him, it looked like, like the break dancers that like spin on pieces of cardboard. That's what it reminded me of. That's an old pro wrestling move. Oh, it is? It's kind of just to show off. Show off what? To kind of show off that, that you're in control that's so stupid it's it's silly yeah, yeah. but yeah oh. like kind of spinning on your opponent to show that okay. you're in control well i thought it was like a break dancing move so that makes more sense it's a very um, very old school wrestling maneuver yeah. spinning atop your opponent like that um you'll see it in wrestling matches from the 60s a lot <laughs> yeah All yeah right. um i thought there was good teamwork by shibata and cassidy much better teamwork between the two of them than there was between uh yeah. Saber and Garcia. Definitely. Um and my final thought is that I can I think I could watch Shibata and Saber wrestle forever and die happy. Yeah, I would love to see them in a one on one match. Yeah. That would be fantastic. Not nothing against Cassidy, but but those two really stood out in this match. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean the the sequences between them uh, were fantastic. Zack Sabre oh, Jr. See them, see them in a pure match? Oh, that Zack Sabre Jr. Is, is awesome. Yeah, oh, he's awesome. He's awesome. Yeah, I'd like to see him in Danielson. Yeah, yeah. That would be... Mm-hmm. That would be where it's at, you know? Because I think he's the only one that I could name that I think could maybe give Danielson a run for his money with, like, technical wrestling. I think wasn't... It was wasn't, for... wasn't Danielson supposed to fight Zack Saber Jr. at Forbidden Door he last was. year? Yeah, yeah, and, and he was injured. Danielson got a concussion. Yeah, that's a damn shame. Yeah, I forget who he wrestled instead. Do you remember? We just watched it. I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember. Oh, Claudio. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. That was Claudio's debut. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. Not Danielson good. No, not, uh, not as good yeah. as Danielson would have been. But Claudio does have the best uppercuts in the game. That's true. All right, so next, uh, Will Ospreay is interviewed by Alex Marvez. He's kind of at the at the trunk of his car for some reason. God knows why. Uh, Ospreay says he's worried about security, frankly. And Don Callis shows up like a snake in the Garden of Eden and <laughs> says that Ospreay may use his private military-grade security in Toronto uh, which is uncivilized, just like America is. And Osprey asks what Callus wants in return. Callus says he just wants to see a fair fight. So obviously he wants something more than that. So you think Osprey might be on his wish list, but of course Osprey is not signed to AEW. Osprey is New Japan. Mm-hmm. Now maybe, maybe. Uh, Callus knows something we don't know. Maybe Osprey's coming to AEW. He said in an interview recently that he doesn't want to leave Japan. I know. I read that. But who knows? Yeah. They could just be trying to throw us off the scent. True. Or up his price. Mm. Mm-hmm. So, you know. A lot of people move a lot of different places for a certain amount of money, you know? Yeah, that's true. That's why people play football in Minnesota, you know? <laughs> that's why anyone lives in the state of Ohio. I'm not going to diss them like that. Uh, but yeah, so it looks like Callus is trying to build his his family. So it looks like Osprey is his first target. So we'll see if he gets them. That's the way it looked. Uh, then we see a Tony Storm Willow Nightingale uh, video package, uh, video promo, kind of. And Tony Storm says she doesn't like the people, and Willow had better watch, uh, had better, excuse me, worry about what she's going to do to her. Willow says that she doesn't like Tony's character or work ethic, which makes her sound like an old woman. And also makes her sound like a heel, doesn't it? Well, it just doesn't make sense. It sounds like something a heel would say. It does, but it's also not true. Like, it's not like Tony's MJF. Like, Tony Storm defends her title somewhat frequently. And even when she's not defending her title, she still has matches. You know? Like, she's not someone that we haven't seen wrestle in forever. Yeah. I feel like we see her weekly. Not necessarily in the ring every week, but... And if we're going to talk about work ethic... Tony Storm's in a hell of a lot better shape than Willow Nightingale. I wouldn't be talking about the fucking work ethic. Look at the two of them. If we're talking That's about different. putting in work, That's it's not different. different. We're talking if we're talking about putting in work. You don't know how much work Willow puts in. Fat people can still be working hard, you know. I didn't say it. She did. That's not. If what we're she- talking about work ethic, like you said, Tony Storm. Still has matches, defends the the belt, and if we're talking about you know, like I said, putting in work, Tony Storm's in great great condition. Mm-hmm. So, I I don't know what what Willow Nightingale is talking about. I think That's she didn't point. mean. I don't think she meant work ethic like how normal humans use the phrase work work ethic. 
I think she meant ethics at work. So I think she was talking about all the bullshit that the outcasts do with the spray paint and the beating people up after the match. I think she meant her ethics at work, not her work ethics. Don't you think? Because one of those yeah, makes sense, the other one does not. You think she just used the word in a weird way? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so, yeah, so, anyway, we've got a match booked for Forbidden Door. Uh, Willow Nightingale, the New Japan Strong Champion, is getting a women's world title shot against uh, Tony Storm of the Outcasts. So that should be a, an interesting one. And speaking of women's wrestling, up next uh, is the main event of the show, about half an hour before the, the show goes off the air, because we finish it with other stuff. We finish the show with other stuff besides matches, which I, I usually don't like that, you know. In the show with a match is what I like. Mm-hmm. But whatever. So this is the main event, TBS Championship. Chris Statlander defends her belt against Taya Valkyrie. Outside on the floor, very early on in the match, Statlander tries a moonsault from the apron to the floor, but doesn't quite hit it. Uh, But she does hit it enough to drag Valkyrie down with her. So she just barely hit it. Uh, She just grabs her arm on her way over to pull her down. She didn't actually hit her. Doesn't look great. Uh, both women roundhouse kick each other at one point. Uh, Statlander hits a discus lariat and puts down Valkyrie. And my question in, in watching this match, are both of Statlander's knees just ruined? Oh, because of the braces? Because she's wearing two gigantic knee braces. Two of them. Yeah. I guess her knees are just destroyed. Like the ones like Stone Cold Steve Austin used to wear. Yeah, it's like what um, Dax Harwood wears on one of his knees. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess, I don't know if that's why she was out, if she was out with knee issues or a different kind of injury, but... Um, yeah, I'm not sure, but she has, has them on both knees. I didn't notice them until she this match. To, and Did neither you? had I. Okay, I wonder if this is the first match where she's had them on She both. has to need them. There's no way you would wear that yeah, without yeah. needing, without being a medical necessity. I wonder if it's like... Like a security measure more than a must. Like, if if she you mean preventative. If, yeah, yeah. Like if she, let's say, had surgery on one of her knees, and while she's healed from surgery, the muscles haven't built up around the knee yet. So maybe it's like, this is a, a preventative measure while the muscles are rebuilding you know i don't mm-hmm. know i like i don't know if it's a if it's going to be a permanent thing for her or not or if it's just a temporary fix i don't know we'll look into that we'll look into that oh okay um ty valkyrie hits a german suplex uh chris statlander superplexes ty valkyrie which uh, is a tough looking superplex Statlander hits Wednesday Night Fever, her finisher, on Valkyrie for the pin and the win. Uh, This match was entertaining. Had some missed spots and some miscues, though. Um, 
I give it two and a half bones out of five. So, Kay, what did you have to say about this TBS championship match where Statlander keeps the TBS title? Um, at the beginning, there was a good leg sweep into a leg drop by Statlander. Um, also, at the beginning, was way too much freaking chopping. Oh, yeah. So boring. I'm tired of all the chopping that we are seeing, especially in women's matches. I think it's because it's, like, loud and it looks like it hurts. Why so, especially in women's matches? Because they're doing it more. Than the men? Yes. No. Yes. Really? Yes. No way. Because everyone can do it and make it look good. You know? Like, that's an easy move to do. So some of the women's wrestlers who aren't as strong in the ring, yeah, that's, like, their go-to, you know? Because yeah. it's... Something that they feel confident that they're doing well, and it gets oh, it's the audience going. It's overused in AEW. Yeah. You're not going to hear me argue against that, yeah. But I would say, in certain women's matches, I'd say it's used more than it is in men's. I bet in the upcoming AEW video game, that is one move every character has. Chop. Yeah, that's <laughs> probably a good call. Probably the A button, chop, for everyone. Um, I really liked the discus lariat by Statlander. Uh, and the German suplex off the top rope uh, by Stat was very impressive. Uh, this match did not do it for me. Yeah. What'd you give it? Two and a half? Two and a half. Nah. Ty Valkyrie. They're just, uh, I tell you, I'm not, I'm not impressed. I was sort of impressed, like her first match that we saw her in. Yeah. But then since then, no. Just, uh, her style is not fluid. You're right. It's like, I am doing this. Exactly. And now I am going to do this. Exactly. Yeah. She always looks, it, it, everything is very by the numbers that she does. It doesn't look like she's having a match. It looks like she's Doing a routine? Doing a routine, yeah. I think she has a gymnastics background. And I, and I think that might be part of it. Because it almost looks like she pauses and takes a deep breath. Yeah. Before every yeah. move that she does. She doesn't look into her matches yeah. either. Yeah. It doesn't look like she's engaged in her matches. Yeah. yeah, I don't know what it is. She does not grab me, I'll tell you it's that. Like, it's like a performance instead of a fight. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. All right, so Statlander keeps the TBS title. We had our one women's match. And let me ask you, what do you think, just to open up a can of worms here, AEW, pretty pretty much standard, has one women's match per show. What do you think about that? Well, I think it's hard to argue for more than one women's match when mm-hmm. you look at their men's roster. Yeah, that's exactly what I would um, say, yeah. However, I think they could give their women's matches more time. Like, instead of having two women's matches, have one longer women's match. Yeah. It doesn't have to be the length of two matches, so you can still get the men in and give them some decent time. But you're not going to build a reputable sizable women's wrestling division by just doing one women's match or one short women's match you know mm-hmm. um plus some of these women 
are good enough where like they deserve the time you know like a lot of them i think are more talented than we know because we don't get to see them in matches that tell a story because their matches are so short a lot of the time so we don't get to see what they can do right and we don't get to be drawn in and compelled to like want more yeah, I agree. That's a that's a very good answer. I, I agree with everything. Um, yeah, because they're they got some good women, and uh, yeah, it would just be nice to see more from them. Um, I can't wait till Thunder Rosa comes back. Yeah, yeah. I'm so excited. And it would be nice to see. Yeah, like you said, just longer, longer matches, and and again, just to reiterate what you said, it is tough. You know, when when you look and you say, well, they should have two matches, and then you look at the men's roster and you say, well, who doesn't get to wrestle? CM Punk, Brian Danielson. It's like holy fuck, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm, yeah. I mean, their men's roster, and this is just the way that their men's roster is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Their women's mm-hmm. roster is pretty good. Mm-hmm. That's just the way it is. Yeah. Uh, so, so right. It's tough to to say, okay, we want to have two women's matches. So what? We cut the acclaimed who are super over. Who do we cut from off the show? You know, it's one, just it's a tough for them. One nice thing about Collision is now that there are three shows, we're gonna get three AEW women's matches a week. Yeah. Which is an improvement, you know. We're increasing by a third. So, um, yeah, I don't know if maybe if they could pick one show to give women more time on. I think that would be a start. Like, maybe Collision or Dynamite is going to be the show that gets longer women's matches, you know? Like, I don't think they need to necessarily lengthen all of the women's matches. What what if... Would it be dumb to do an all-women show? Oh, my God, yes. I hate when people suggest this. Really? That would be so stupid. That would be just as stupid as doing an all-men's show. If I, don't you're mean, to... I don't mean take the women away. You still have one women's match per show, but then also have an all-women's all show. No. Really? Because women's wrestling isn't popular enough to support that. It's getting there. I say there. do it. I no, say do it. No, it's getting there, but it's still, like... I still think it's the bathroom match for a lot of people. Like, when you go to an AEW show, and you know, like, hey, I'm either going to miss a Sky Blue match, or I'm going to miss a Kenny Omega match. Right. Like, you're going to go pee during the the Sky Blue match. Yeah, you know? true. So, I think it has to get away from that first before we can have a women's show that's going to get any kind of ratings. Yeah. Plus, there's so much wrestling to watch. Like, I don't know that I would watch a show that was just one gender wrestling. You know? That means you can't do mixed tag matches. Like, your factions are going to be single gender. You could do mixed tag. You could do mixed tag on it. On an all-women show? Well, you could... That would be the exception. You could do mixed tag sometimes. You could have male valets... They could do mixed tag. I don't but know. Then, I just think that it would be nice for the women. To, I'm just trying to find a way for the women to be featured more. And, it, you know? I think, I mean, 
stardom works in Japan because it's in Japan, you know, and wrestling is a bigger deal there than it is here. Right. Um, we as a country, well, we have are uh, not we there have yet. All women's here. I know, but they're uh, just Mar- not... Maria Canellis Bennett is like the head of it, isn't she? I do not know. They're I just not. So. They're just not big. You know. Yeah. Not like stardom. Yeah. But oh well, I just want to ask just. I just usually am very against that idea because most people, when they say it, they mean put the women on one show and put the men on one yeah, show. Yeah, that's not what I meant. And I meant that's, yeah. Keep keep it with one women's match on on a show. Have the women stay mm-hmm. on these shows and then also give them their own show. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, I don't think we're ready Just for make it. it an hour, you know? Shit, make it 30 minutes. Three matches. Just, you know? Something like that. I mean, I would watch it, but I don't think most people would watch it. You know, doesn't have to be three three hours, two hours. Yeah. You know, just make it one hour. Like I said, make it fucking thirty minutes. Mm-hmm. Just something to feature them more. Um, would be would be great. You know, that's okay. a thought. So AEW has a bunch of matches coming up. I'm going to tell you what they are very quickly. Rampage is packed on Friday. Uh, Chaos versus United Empire and Swerve Strickland. Holy fuck. Yeah, that's going to be so good. That's going to be rad. Uh, MJF, the world champion, is making his first appearance ever on Rampage. The acclaimed and daddy ass in trios action, which I think they're probably facing some jobbers. Uh, Adam Cole Bebe is cutting a promo. Uh, the Owen Hart Cup women's tourney begins. Let me see what the match is. It's uh, Sky Blue and uh, and Anna JAS. Correct. And Jungle Boy Jack Perry versus Doki. I'm not sure who that is. I think they might be from New Japan. So it sounds like a good show to me. Look for, Look forward to it. Uh, on Collision, we have an eight-man tag match. CM Punk, World Tag Team Champions FTR, and Ricky Starks versus Bullet Club Gold and the Guns. Also, we have Swerve Strickland versus Hiroshi Tanahashi. Uh, one-third of the World Trios Champions, Brody King, faces Andrade El Idolo. Uh, New Japan Women's Strong Champion, Willow Nightingale faces Nyla Rose in the Owen Hart Cup tournament. Christian Cage addresses the TNT title, whatever that means. He's going to whisper sweet nothings to it. I think he's probably going to maybe say... It's his title. He, it's his title, yeah. Luchasaurus won it, and now it's his. That's That would be such bullshit. I, that's the feeling I get. Ugh. That's the way he's he's been acting. He, yeah. I mean, he, he grabbed it. After Luchasaurus won it, he grabbed yeah, it and he was celebrating it. with the belt like he won it. Uh, and lastly, Sting and Darby Allen on Collision reveal their third man of their trios team for the Forbidden Door pay-per-view. I like that they're doing a big reveal. You know, they yeah. just tell us. Uh, it makes it more exciting. Oh, yeah. So that's exciting. So they better have somebody big. Is it on a, its regular time tonight? That's Saturday, tomorrow night. Oh, 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 oh sorry. I was thinking... But Rampage is on at its regular time. It is. Okay. Tonight. Uh, all right, lastly, to to round out Dynamite, Eddie Kingston comes out 
uh, addresses the Blackpool Combat Club, s talks about how, you know, he's, uh, he, and, he and John Moxley have a complicated relationship. Uh, out comes John Moxley. And Kingston announces the fifth man on their team is Ishii. Brian Danielson comes out, and he threatens to stomp in Ishii's face. Uh, he's been called, Danielson has been calling out Okada, has said he's a coward if he doesn't come out. Out comes Okada. Uh, Danielson tries for the Busaiko knee, but he hits uh, Wheeler Yuta instead. Okada takes out Wheeler Yuta. Uh, Danielson makes a run for it. And Okada and Danielson stare each other down from afar. Okada is in the ring and Danielson on the ramp. And that is how Dynamite ends. Good stuff. Great show. Yeah, it was a great show. So it was everywhere. It was, it was all over the place in a good way. If it, if it were this way every week, I would not like it. I would, it would feel very disorganized. I mean, it was all over the fucking place. I think it worked this week. It did. I mean, it, it, if it were like this every week, it would feel like chaos. But it's just, we've got, new, we've got new people on the show, and we've got New Japan people running around. It, it feels like it, it should. Mm -hmm. It feels like things are a little off balance, because we've got these New Japan people... Mm around and throwing things off kilter and these teams we don't usually have and matchups we don't usually have mm -hmm. so it, it should feel that way to a point so i think they did a good job with that um but uh but if it felt this way every week i would not like it mm -hmm. if it would feel too disorganized and disjointed for me but that being said yeah it was, it was a great show two great matches mm -hmm. uh the, yeah the trios match with with Jericho and them, and the the tag team match mm -hmm. um, with yeah, Orange, Orange Cassidy right, and everyone. Yeah. What the tag match? Yeah, yeah, that was a great match. Yeah, two two four and a half bone matches on this show, but then you had the you had the women's match, which was not great, um, and then you had the concession stand brawl, which was okay, and then what was the other match? That's a great question. Well, the concession stand brawl was better than okay. It was fun. It was fun for what it was. And then what was there was the fifth match? Yeah, the very first one. Uh, the Hardys versus the. Oh, guns. the Hardys versus the Guns. Yeah, that was good. That was good. All right, folks. Uh, this has been your uh, AEW Dynamite wrap up. Uh, it's a little later than usual this week. We had, we had a uh, a family uh, emergency uh, yesterday that. Didn't allow us to do it on Thursday. Usually we do these on Thursdays. Next week it'll be on Thursday. Uh, you will next hear from us uh, Saturday after Collision. We're going to do a Collision wrap-up, and we're going to do a, a short preview of the Forbidden Door pay-per-view. We're just going to go over the matches uh, and give our predictions, talk, talk a little about the pay-per-view, and then you will hear from us uh, Monday. We'll do a uh, Forbidden Door uh, review and recap show. So a couple shows coming up mm -hmm. from us soon here. 
And if you want to hear from us before Collision, uh, we are going to be on our friend Dylan's podcast uh, last week in wrestling mm-hmm. uh, for a discussion of all sorts of relevant current wrestling topics, including women's wrestling and its state in the world today. Yeah, and I, I think he may be going live. I think it's Saturday, 5 to 7, last yeah. week in wrestling. Yeah, if you don't... It's his Twitter handle, Last Week in Wrestling. If you don't follow him or subscribe to him on YouTube or on Twitter, definitely give him a follow. Uh, his show's awesome. He has lots of great guests, including us. Um, yeah. But he's, real, it's he's really, a good host. really fun show, good host, yep. great topics. Mm-hmm. Lots of interesting opinions from the, the groups that he pulls together. Yeah, he gets to good people. Show. Yeah, he gets yeah. good people on there. and Right. People who have good, educated answers and opinions Mm -hmm. on things yeah Yeah. and a range of opinions Mm -hmm. it's not everybody saying the same thing it's not an echo chamber he does a good job of of having different opinions on on his show um but yeah we'll be on there saturday 5 to 7 p.m like i said i think it's live saturday 5 to 7 i'm not sure but that's when we're doing it five to seven so i should know if it's live or not but whatever <laughs> i'm pretty sure it's live that's usually how he rolls well yeah last week in wrestling mm-hmm. uh wherever you listen to podcasts subscribe so you won't miss any of these shows that are coming up from us uh, subscribe on youtube we've been posting some new content you can also from now on hear our latest episode also on YouTube. It'll be posted probably about an hour to an hour and a half after it posts on Spotify because it takes that long to upload it. Yeah, and we're going to be doing more video content on YouTube as well. Mm-hmm. Um, also, rate us. Give us five stars, five bones, whatever they let you give. Uh, that's how we get new listeners, and then we'll get new fans. We can all talk about wrestling. It'll be a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, what else? Is that it? I think that's it. That's it. Y'all have a have a beautiful uh, day. And uh, as Mick Foley would say, uh, have a nice day. Bye.